And so those people who pass and go on to heaven in every day and age uh, are only those people who find their imam of the time, the messenger who is divinely appointed, who God veiled himself from behind, the man who God placed his spirit in, the Adam of the time, uh, the Noah of the time, the Moses of the time, the Abraham of the time, the Jesus of the time, the Muhammad of the time, that has the Spirit of God and that acts as the uh, veil of God. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Al-Amu al-Mahdiyina wa sallam taslima. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brother Mustafa. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Father. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me here. So today, Mustafa, we're going to have a mystical discussion uh, surrounding um, the journey of the believer and uh, the point of creation and the point of life. What is its meaning and what is it that we are supposed to be doing? And um, I think... uh, This is a question that uh, all of the different religions that are on the planet have sought to answer and and, uh, give a satisfying meaning to. And uh, the human being, uh, so long as he has existed or she has existed, have sought to uh, seek purpose out of their life and to know why it is uh, that uh, they came into existence. There is a mystical book, and it's uh, actually one of the most accurate books uh, that has been preserved and is, um, you know, has recently uh, come to surface. Uh, and it was before that hidden, and it had never been uh, translated before, and it has never been, and it had never been published before. And it was a book that was uh, safeguarded by uh, the Shia for a very long time and the followers of the Ahl Bayt, but even the Twelver Shias, mainstream Shiism, they don't recognize the book and they they didn't even know anything about it. The general uh, population and the and the scholars in general and what what the, the 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 contents of the book what it was talking about were 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 things that uh, concepts and beliefs and interpretations and narrations that are very unfamiliar uh, very foreign to the belief set that is held by uh, mainstream uh, 12er shiism it was a book that was compiled by one of the closest companions of uh, Imam Jafar al-Sadiq and that is Al-Mufaddal ibn Umar. Uh, Al-Mufaddal ibn Umar, he was known to be a close companion of the sixth Imam, and he would accompany him. And it wasn't just the sixth Imam, by the way, he was, uh, he was a companion to several of the Imams, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and uh, even some narrations state that he lived on until the, uh, until the eighth Imam. Uh, and so in this book, uh, he's having these series of conversations with uh, Imam Sadiq 
And he has the opportunity, the rare opportunity, to uh, ask the imam in settings that are that are private, where it's just him and the imam and a few other of the close companions, and also in other settings where it's just him and the imam. Uh, questions about about religion and the and the and its secrets and mysteries uh, that are not allowed to get out to the public, and so. The, I'll give you the summary of it, but it's, it's really a, a fascinating uh, book. And in it, uh, Imam Sadiq explains uh, to Al-Mufaddal ibn Amr how at the very beginning of creation, uh, God uh, created this, this shadow light, this, this shadow of, of, of his. And this shadow is like consciousness. Uh, it was the very beginnings of creation uh, in its most pure form. Uh, and this, this shadow, which is kind of a shadow of the light of God, um, he splits it into two. Um, and, and then the very first thing that happens is that the shadows become aware of one another uh, after they were not aware. And they became aware that they existed after they were unaware that they existed. And that is the only thing that they knew. And in order to educate um, the shadows, what happened was that God glorified himself. You know, uh, he made the tasbih and takbir and tahlil of his own self, right? So he said, God is great. And he said, all glory be to God. And he said phrases uh, of this sort. Uh, why? In order that the shadows, this consciousness that had now came, came into existence, would hear these words and then know that there was a God and that God was great. And, and yes. these are, uh, you know, and learn about it. Okay. okay. That there was another entity. That, was, that there was another entity, right, <clears throat> uh, other than him. And... And God, um, you know, it says in the Quran that he doesn't speak to anybody except from behind the veil. And so at the very beginning, before the establishment of creation, was the establishment and the creation of a veil where, where God creates uh, from his own tasbih, which he began to do before he even created the shadow lights. Uh, the shadows was uh, turned into uh, a veil. So he creates for himself first this veil out of his own tasbih, and then he creates the shadows, and then he splits the shadows, and then the shadows become aware of one another, uh, but that's all that they know, and then he seeks to educate the shadows mm -hmm. by glorifying himself, and how does he glorify himself? How does he speak to the shadows? He does th so through the veil. The veil right. is glorifying God, and uh, the veil is the speech of God, and we spoke about this before when we spoke about the Prophet Muhammad's night journey and how the veil was the Quran. Yes. And, and so that was the um, beginning uh, of all creation. And then the shadows were broken down into, into more and split down into more and more and more. And he creates uh, from the shadows, the ghosts, and then he creates from them the souls, and it goes down this mystical, um, you know, tale that Imam Sadiq 
tells him of Abdul ibn Umar until we descend down into this uh, physical world uh, that we are in. And each one of us, uh, you know, basically contains within us a part of that. But that's that's irrelevant and that's for another uh, episode to explain the different worlds that exist and their breakdown and their relationship uh, to this physical world. But what we want to focus on uh, in this episode what became the purpose of life in this physical realm and world and dimension. So uh, eventually what happened was that God then began to test creation through veiling himself behind something. Okay. Okay. Yes. And seeing whether or not uh, creation would obey the veil. Right. Right? So that's what God had sought from creation from the very beginning. He sought to teach creation about himself by means of the veil. And he made the veil a proof over creation. Right? So the veil was the one that was educating the shadows. And the veil was a proof over the shadows. And because the veil was more knowledgeable than the shadows, it was automatically (laughs) obligatory that the shadows submit to and obey and heed to the call of the veil and to recognize that that voice that was speaking from behind the veil, it was not just the veil, but rather it was the voice of God speaking to them from behind the veil. To, for for this creation to identify that this is God speaking. Yeah. Right. So the test became that <clears throat> that that creation recognize and obey. That's what was required: was that they recognize and obey God yes. and uh, through His veil. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, what took place in the story of uh, of Adam and Eve and Iblis was that, uh, and the angels was that God creates. Uh, this creature called Adam. And God sought to take Adam now as a veil. That would be the point whereby he would communicate with creation from behind. Adam became the veil. And God told the angels, if I... Uh, you know, fashion him and blow in him from my spirit and then fall down to him in prostration. So here we know that it is a requirement from the rest of creation to always obey the veil. Okay? Yes. Uh, in that time, the veil was always uh, apparent. Uh, they would know he was not hidden Um, They were just required to obey the veil. And hence, God does not hide the fact that Adam is going to become the veil, but rather he informs all of the angels, this is going to be my veil. As soon as I take it as a veil, then immediately Mm. fall down and prostrate. It wasn't a mystery. Yeah, so God blows into Adam from his spirit. Uh, The moment that he does that is the moment that he takes Adam as his veil. And it is also the moment where the veil 
begins to speak. And really what's speaking is that which is behind the veil. And the veil, once again, is more knowledgeable than the rest of creation. Adam knew the names of uh, all things, and he had authority, and it was obligatory for all creatures to prostrate. But then Iblis refused to. When Iblis refused to and rebelled, it became the first time that there was a direct refusal and rebellion against the veil of God. And that became a very big problem. That was a shocker. It was a shocker, I think, to all of creation, not a shocker to God. And it became, um, it resulted in a very big test for the rest of humanity. So Iblis succeeded in causing the veil to fall. Mm. And he rejected the veil and he discredited or brought down the credibility a little bit of the veil. Right. When Adam ate from the apple. Exactly. When Adam ate from the tree. Right. And Iblis had his own idea, you know, of, of where God should go or what, what he should take as a veil. He thought that he knew best. And God, nobody can tell him what to do and nobody uh, can know more than him and nobody can force him uh, to take something uh, as a veil. And so Iblis tells, Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, he tells Mufadil ibn Amr that basically uh, Iblis, uh, you know, he has this discussion with God whereby he tells him, God, uh, if you take anything else as a veil, I will worship you, you know, through that veil. Uh, take anything, but just not Adam. And then Iblis went forward and he began to prostrate to all other things except for Adam. So he prostrates to the sun, he prostrates to the moon, he prostrates to uh, a magnificent tree, he prostrates to all other things, hoping that God would have accepted his prayer and taken one of these things as a veil. Except for Adam. Other, Ex- than Adam. other than Adam, except for Adam. He refused to do that. Wow. And God says, you know, uh, by my might and my, by my glory, you know, I will not accept any of your deeds or any of your worship <clears throat> except if you um, worship me through the door and through the veil that I have appointed. All right. Okay. When God saw the disobedience of creation, um, and when he saw the insistence on Iblis to fight against the veil and to murder it and to make it fall, God began to hide himself. His veil became a matter of uh, a, a hidden matter, a matter that was kept secret, that was that was private rather than an announced matter. Right. Do you understand? Yes, not like Adam's days when he would say it. Not like in Adam's days. 
So Adam and Iblis and Eve, they all get sent down to the earth. Iblis and his descendants, Cain and all of those uh, disbelievers, were hell-bent on following in the footsteps of Iblis and taking it even to the next level and murdering and skinning alive and fighting against the veil and all those who took the veil uh, as a proof over them. And it became necessary that the believers uh, use taqiyya and hide their faith and be secret about uh, their beliefs uh, and their recognition of the veil in order to protect the veil and to protect the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to protect uh, their own selves. Yeah. And that became the big test. And Imam al-Sadiq uh, tells... Uh, Al-Mufaddal ibn Umar, that God decided to also show creation, uh, each and every one of them, their degree, you know, lest they um, disbelieve in God or object uh, to the status that they obtain. It became one big giant test whereby God gathers all of creation, he puts them on the planet Earth, and then he hides himself in every day and age behind one veil. And from behind that veil, he calls out to creation and he and and all of those who respond to his call right. are the angels yes. and all of those who reject his call right. are uh, the devil. And as as much as they have faith and as fast as they respond to his call, uh, that would end up uh, being uh, their degree. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the test is not of creation is not mainly, uh, it, it's, it's mainly finding that God behind the veil. That became the entire point of religion and that became all of religion and that became the reason why we say religion is a man. Right. Because re all of religion is just about finding God. the veil of God. God is hidden amongst creation and our mission in this life is just to know God. And that's why God says in the hadith, I was a treasure that was hidden and I created creation in order that they may know me. Yes. Right. So it became the, the whole point of creation is that we know God and we can only know God by finding his voice amongst all of the um, all of the creatures that are calling to different paths in different different ways. Yeah. And so those people who pass and go on to heaven in every day and age uh, are only those people who find their imam of the time and their imam of the time is the veil. Uh, of the time, the messenger who was divinely appointed, who God veiled himself from behind, the man who God placed his spirit in, the Adam of the time, uh, the Noah of the time, the Moses of the time, the Abraham of the time, the Jesus of the time, the Muhammad of the time, uh, that has the spirit of God and that acts as the uh, veil of God. All those who recognize him and pledge allegiance to him and follow him and believe in him, 
uh, those are the ones whom are the angels and those are the ones whom will leave this earth and go back up uh, to be amongst the angels and the heavenly host. And all of those whom reject the veil and fight against the veil are uh, their sources, Iblis, and their likenesses, the likeness of Iblis, and all of those who fell with Iblis and followed in his footsteps. Even if all good works have been done if you don't find that if you don't find god then you're really upon nothing no matter what you do no you have to find the imam of the time and that's why there's hadith that state that the love of ali is a good deed that no bad deed can harm and the hatred of ali is a bad deed that no good deed um you know could benefit because because the point is is that in order for your prayer to be accepted or your fasting to be accepted or your zakat or any of your good works to be accepted it has to be after you find and accept the veil because it's it's the veil's voice that you're supposed to be following and it is the veil that is a proof over you and and it's the only way that you can know god uh, is through the veil whoever knows the veil knows god and whoever uh, is ignorant of the veil is ignorant of god and so it doesn't make sense that somebody would um, go into paradise with good deeds when they don't even know God. Where are they going to go? They have to know God in order uh, to be accepted, to be uh, amongst God. And uh, so the believers then, uh, Imam Sadiq tells Mufaddal in another part of this book, he, he, he informs them, he informs in Mufaddal ibn Umar, uh, that there are uh, varying degrees uh, that a believer will reach uh, on his path uh, to uh, knowing uh, the veil and being obedient. So not everybody that knows the veil uh, is the same in faith. And and uh, Mufaddal at one point, that, you know, he's, he's asking Imam Sadiq about these ranks and these degrees. And we briefly uh, mentioned them uh, in the episode that I uh, did with Dr. Fan about uh, the secret teachings uh, in Islam and uh, where we touched upon also the night journey of the uh, Prophet Muhammad and how uh, the Prophet Muhammad had uh, become the, the veil. And so uh, Al-Mufaddal uh, is asking Imam Sadiq about this. Imam Sadiq is responding to him and he says that the uh, very first degree um, that uh, the tested believer reaches. So before that, there are varying degrees of people that might recognize uh, part of the teachings of the veil as true, but they don't recognize the veil himself as being the imam of the time or being the voice of God. Just like we have now Sunnis mm-hmm. that believe in the religion of Muhammad, yeah, right. uh, they recognize that it's true, but they don't believe in the Muhammad of their time or their Adam yes. Uh, yes. of their time. Right. And and he said that the, the the first degree, you know, after being one of those people that you know recognize parts of it but don't accept uh, the totality of it, is a believer whom Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tested his heart for faith. And that is a reference uh, to the narration uh, of the Ahl al-Bayt that says that our matter is a hard one and it's a difficult one. Nobody can handle it except for a prophet messenger 
or a close angel or a believer that God has tested his heart for faith. Okay? So the first degree um, of being a true believer is is to be a believer that God has tested his heart for faith. Like you reach that level of understanding to begin to be tested. To begin to be tested, right? You know, and to have been tested and to have succeeded yes. uh, in that test. The next next uh, degree after that is is the degree, and the degree, by the way, of the of the tested believer. That is the degree of a prophet. Okay. So we spoke before about the the yes. person how he can elevate to become at the rank of a prophet. The tested believer is the rank of a prophet, is the rank of a close angel. And that's why the hadith says that, you know, that nobody can handle our matter except for these These three. three, So once you reach to the degree of being a believer that this heart has been tested for faith, you also have reached to the rank of prophethood. And you are like an angel that prostrated uh, to Adam and has a full blind obedience and submission uh, to the veil and you recognize him. And that is the rank that many of the companions they reached. And that's why you find in uh, many of the uh, mystical hadiths uh, that have been hidden from the Ahl Bayt, you'll find Imam Sadiq is sitting around with his companions and he goes by each and every one of them and, and, and says to them, peace be upon you, O Abraham, peace be upon you, O Jonah, peace be upon you, O Jacob. And he's, and, and that's an indication that these prophets and messengers had returned as those close believers that had reached um, that rank of closeness to them. Then the next rank uh, after that, Imam al-Sadiq says, it's the, it's the rank of the naqib the the chieftain the uh, one of the nukba and in every day and age there are 12 people uh, that reach that there are 12 seats that those believers um, you know can reach him and become uh, one of those and and in the time of Jesus it was the 12 disciples uh, or the 12 apostles uh, that had reached um, that rank and it's a rank that's above um, all of the rest and the, the, the people that reach that rank, uh, they serve as kind of like the chiefs of the rest of the angels or the chiefs of the rest of the prophets. Yeah, I remember a hadith mentioning. They're the leaders of the companions. They're the yes. leaders of the believers. They're the um, the twelve pillars uh, of the hajjah. And there's a hadith that says yes. that uh, yeah. it, for each and every prophet yes. and messenger, exactly. and for each and every imam, there are always twelve, 12. Yes. Uh, close companions right. that are with them. Yeah. Is that the hadith? Yes, the hadith I was going to yeah. And. And then Al-Mufaddal uh, asks Imam Sadiq, okay, well, is there a rank that's, um, uh, that's, that's after that? You know, and then uh, basically he says, no, now you're going to get into Al-Istifa. You know, that's, that's the, the, the rank that would come uh, after that. As far as the believers go, the final rank that you can reach is to be one of those 12. That is like, that is, that is the epitome of faith. That's when you know that you really, really made it, you know, that if you were living in the time of Jesus, 
Uh, you could have been a person that thought that Jesus was a righteous person. That's a degree of faith, you know, yes. a very simple one. Uh, but it's better than being a non-believer. Other people, they became from Jesus' uh, 72 disciples. That was yeah. a huge degree of faith, right? Yeah, that's a degree of being a, a believer that was uh, tested, uh, you know, his heart was tested for faith. And, 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 and uh, Jesus, he sent forward these 72 uh, individuals to go forward uh, in the lands and call people to him, just like, like God would send the uh, prophets and the messengers. And to, he would send them ahead of time to different cities before Jesus' arrival to kind of uh, pave the way and give da'wah uh, before uh, he would arrive. And we know that this, these numbers of, of 70 or 72 yeah. uh, exist with the different uh, prophets and messengers. You had a number like that that went up with Moses on the mount when they went yeah. to, um, when, when Moses had requested to see God and then God manifested himself and all of Moses and his uh, companions uh, were struck and they fell down. And there's a narration that states that all of those that went upon the mount with Moses and were resurrected, that all of them were prophets. And there's another narration that states that one of the companions uh, of Imam al-Sadiq, whom is a very controversial one, some people <laughs> declare him to be a heretic, while, other, while others declare him to be one of the closest companions of Imam al-Sadiq, and that is Abu al-Khattab. Uh, Abu al-Khattab, at one point, he goes forward, um, you know, with, and, he, and he makes this rise where he has with him about 70 or 72 uh, individuals, and they, they all get martyred, they all get killed uh, fighting against the oppressor. And when uh, they went back and they told some of the companions told Imam al-Sadiq, Imam al-Sadiq swears by Allah that all of those that got martyred and Abu al-Khattab were prophet messengers. And so you see here, uh, you know, Imam al-Sadiq in, in one place, he's saying that the, the, the first degree of being a true believer is that degree of being a tested believer and a prophet messenger. And we find all of these, uh, this mass group of at least 70, 72 that are with uh, each and every uh, prophet messenger and companion. And they're also mm -hmm. being described as prophets or, or messengers. And then you have the best of them, the leaders of them, uh, the ones that reach to the, the final rank of being a close believer are those whom are uh, the 12 in every time and age. And uh, they're mentioned also the 12. Um, the 12 chieftains are mentioned uh, in the narrations of the Ahlul as being uh, the closest companions uh, to the Qa'im, that there's these 12 as well that are around him. They serve as his disciples um, and uh, they obey him in all things and uh, they do not, um, you know, doubt. Uh, nor do they fall away. And in many of the scenes, while the rest of the 313 apostate, it's always these 12 that remain mm. uh, firm by right. the side of yes. the of the column. So that's like yes. the epitome of faith to reach that degree of being a prophet messenger, close believer that does not apostate and always six yes. sticks next to um, the imam of the time. They don't take vacations. They don't take breaks. They don't yes. sleep. They don't... Um, you know, they just, their focus is, is him. I think it was also um, in Karbala, was like the 72. Exactly. You also have that number appearing and it yeah. appears a lot in many other places yeah. as well with many other prophets and messengers. But you also have there the 72 that are yeah. um, 
in Karbala yes. with uh, Imam Hussein Hussain. And so uh, then, there, uh, you know, Mufaddal asks Imam Sadiq, okay, well, what after that? He says, he says, well, then after that, it would be the degree of istifa, of being like chosen now. Right. You know, in Allah, Stafa Adam, or yes. Nuhan, or Ali Ibrahim, or Ali Imran, or Al Alameen. Verily, God chose Adam and Noah and the family of Imran and the family, um, the, the family of Abraham and the family of Imran over all of the worlds. Okay, and uh, he says that this degree is the degree of being from the zurriya, from being from the progeny. It's the deg- it's our degree. It's the degree of the ahl bayt, the people of the house. Uh, after that, so so in this is many secrets because because then you know that khalas, you know after the 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 being the best of the believer, you know, then the only thing after that is to be from the Ahl Bayt. And some companions actually succeeded in elevating uh, to that, like Salman al-Farisi, when the right. Prophet Muhammad yes. said, you know, he's from us, the Ahl Bayt. And uh, they said that about uh, other uh, companions as well. And it gives an indication when, when Imam Sadiq uh, uh, quotes that verse that Adam and Noah and Abraham and uh, Jesus, who's from the family of Imran, they're, they're all um, from the uh, people uh, and, 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 and the family of Abraham. There's individuals uh, like Ismail who all um, managed to reach the rank of being uh, from the Ahl Bayt, All right. Yeah? Yes. And uh, these individuals uh, that reach that rank, uh, we spoke about it before and we talked about how uh, the rank that's above a prophet messenger is the rank of an imam. Mm. And so we know now that those people that reached the rank of being uh, an imam were also at the rank of being from the Ahl Bayt salam. And uh, there's a great secret about that when we talk about uh, the Mahdi's, because uh, in that time, and I'll just give people a little bit of a of a gem and an insight to that. What happens is that the uh, Imam al-Mahdi, salam, in this day and age, he is the return of the Prophet Muhammad. Subhanallah. And uh, Imam al-Mahdi, who's the return of the Prophet Muhammad, he's the reincarnation of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi After him come these 12 Mahdi's. And these 12 Mahdi's that come and are sent forward by the Prophet Muhammad are the reincarnations of uh, Imam Ali and Imam al-Hasan and Imam al-Hussein. Um, um, and the Prophet Muhammad himself also returns as, as, well as, uh, as one of the Mahdi's as well. Um, and at the same time, uh, other prophet messengers that reached the rank of imamate and became from the Ahl Bayt they too are sent forward as these Mahdi's. Uh, so you have the prophet Jesus, for example, he is from the Ahl Bayt and he is one of the Mahdi's. He returns as one of the Mahdi's and rules the earth as a Mahdi. Uh, you have Abraham who rules the wor- wor- world as a Mahdi. Now you have Noah, uh, you have Adam who comes forward. He was a, a, a companion of a, uh, of, a, of, a, of a covenant. Okay. You have Moses who returns. So you have all of the, all of the Ahl Kisat plus 
all of the ulil azm prophets or prophets that that bore a covenant they return as uh, mahdis uh, in addition to a few of the prophet messengers uh, that uh, their works in that time uh, during their lifetime and over the course of their incarnations elevated them uh, to be uh, from the household or the rank of an imam or from the household um, of the prophet muhammad and they managed to be sent back as uh, one of the Mahdi's and from them, for example, is the Prophet Ismail, mm-hmm. uh, another one of them is the Prophet Aaron, uh, the vice chairman of Moses. He also uh, became uh, one of the Mahdi's and also the Prophet Joseph uh, became one of the Mahdi's. And, and so the rank that's after that, uh, after the completed believer, one of the 12, becomes that you be one of the people of the house. All right. Yes. So it's, it's and then go ahead. It's kind of like a continuation. It's it, it never ends. You're always coming back. You're always being tested again to elevate higher and higher. Your, your purpose your is purpose, in every incarnation to get yes. close to God. The more you to do succeed. better, to do better. You know, right. some people they come back and they recognize their Imam of the time, but they short came with them. They didn't obey him totally, right. or they had doubt, or they didn't fulfill their obligations, you know? So they come back again, and they recognize the veil again, but this time they do better, and they have higher faith, and they correct the mistakes that they did until until they complete that which God wanted them to, to complete, complete in right. terms of knowing him and, uh, and worshiping him through the veil. And then, uh, you know, Mufaddal asks, uh, Imam Sadiq, okay, well, is there a level after that, after the dhurriya, like where would they go after the progeny, you know? Yeah. And uh, Imam Sadiq says, yes, there is. And that's the, the final degree. Um, and, and that is the degree of the veil, the hijab. And that is the degree that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him and his family reached, where he himself became uh, the veil. And after you become the veil, it's really you now who is managing uh, all of creation and you're sending forward uh, the prophets and the messengers. And that's why we said that after the Prophet Muhammad disintegrated in the veil, he became the one who is, um, you know, sending now forward the, um, the messengers and the Mahdi's and and he is the one who is kind of taking uh, taking care of the affairs of the um, of the world. It really is mind blowing to know that you're on this you're here on earth for spiritual elevation, and it the final destination is something which is really mind blowing. Like it's 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 yeah, it is extreme. And there's something interesting too because Imam Sadiq is asked by Mufaddal you know, about, okay, well, when the believer, when he reaches these ranks, you know, uh, of, of high knowing uh, and recognizing the veil and submission to the veil, uh, you know, what happens there? Are they, is he still required uh, to, to uh, worship through uh, the apparent acts of worship, like mm-hmm. so through prayer, through fasting, um, the month of Ramadan, through giving charity and zakat, and the Imam al-Sadiq says, absolutely not. Uh, the Quran says, and verily to your Lord is al-muntaha, the, the ending, the, the finality, the totality, the goal is to reach your Lord. Right. So once a person reaches his Lord, 
um, all of these chains that were placed upon the believer, uh, these requirements that he has to do in life, whether it's to pray the five prayers or, or to, you know, these apparent acts of worship, mm -hmm. all of them become obsolete. And the believer, uh, because he's complete now and he recognized the veil, he becomes free. And so the chains of the jurisprudence are lifted off of him. He becomes, he goes from being a servant in Abd to being a free, freed servant. a free, a freed servant. Right. And a freed servant, the master doesn't require of him any work anymore. The work is only given to the shortcomers. The work is only given uh, to the to the people who are still slaves, and that's why God forces, um, you know, and makes it obligatory uh, that the Muslims either do this or they're out of the fold of Islam. And if they're out of the fold of Islam, then they're considered to be uh, disbelievers, right? And then that's a whole other uh, conversation um, on yeah. on their rights and how to, you know and all of that. And so uh, the the person though who recognizes the veil he's no longer a slave he becomes now a friend he becomes now free he's reached mm -hmm. his final destination he's done what he's supposed to do and God allows him to enjoy and he becomes like the angels above and he gets to live the rest of his life uh, on earth as he would in paradise now because he did the deeds uh, of the angels and rather the deed of a human being who manages to pass this test on earth uh, is worth more and becomes better than the deeds of the angels above because God told the angels you know that to prostrate to Adam right. but he didn't tell um, he made it apparent then yeah exactly he didn't make it apparent it was hidden yes. here and so right. the human being who manages to reach that level um, he gets to abide now and live by a different set of rules those rules that the angels live with in paradise, he gets to live with here. Hmm. And, and uh, so uh, he, he, he becomes free. It's like um, it's a heaven on earth. He becomes living, he, he lives a heaven on earth. So the, right. the, the obvious implication there as well is that he don't have to pray anymore, but he doesn't have to fast. Those things which were made haram on him before are now halal and permissible because mm -hmm. there's nothing that you wish for in paradise except that it's granted for you. Yes. Those things which were haram here for the person who's in paradise, it's halal. Right. That's yes. why you find in the Quran that there are rivers of wine in, in paradise that are available for the believer, uh, but on earth it's, it's haram, haram for the believer. Yes. So the believer that reaches the final destination on earth and knows God and, and he, he becomes freed by the Imam. He can't free himself. The veil, the Imam has to determine, um, you know, when he reached to that level of true faith, because it's not just by words, it's by actions. And then the Imam will free the believer. Uh, the veil will, will free the believer. And it's really God that's freeing him because God is the one that's speaking from, from behind him. And uh, yeah. So it's it, the, these acts of worship, many of the Muslims around the world will say, well, we do pray, we do fast, we do all of these things, but it's this one thing that it's the main thing. Which if, you're, you, if you're praying or if you're fasting or if you're doing these apparent acts of worship, according you, to Imam Sadiq, like you're still a shortcomer, you're not even a true believer. Because you're not following. Yeah. So they the think, these people, they think that when, they, when they're praying, 
that they're going to go to paradise and that this is the epitome mm -hmm. of faith when it's actually the opposite. Like okay. it's an indication yeah. that you have no idea what you're doing and God is treating you as a, an ignorant slave until you recognize his voice and you manage to reach him and be freed by him on earth. Yeah. God, as he is always present in the heavens, he is always present on earth. And uh, God is always present on earth by veiling himself um, behind uh, a man. And that is the uh, totality and the, uh, and the true religion. And people should, um, you know, the Imam says that once the believer uh, frees himself, uh, you know, uh, by obedience and, and, and uh, worship, of God in recognition of the veil, uh, that uh, he becomes uh, like the angels uh, that are above. Yeah. And there was this, uh, this really uh, cool conversation that took place where Imam Al-Mufaddal uh, ibn Umar, he's sitting with Imam Sadiq and he's saying, okay, well, who is like that? Like, who is like that? Do I know anybody uh, like that? And, and, and Imam Sadiq says, by Allah, you know. And, and you've seen them and you've eaten with them, uh, your, your fellow believing brothers that have reached these ranks, but they didn't tell you because you hadn't reached their rank yet. So they kept a secret. You know, it was all done in taqiyya. Uh, Salman had reached that degree when he was free, uh, but Abu Dar hadn't. So if Abu Dar knew what was in the heart of Salman, he would have killed him. Okay, yeah, because the, the Salman now he's free, he's doing all these things, he believes all these things, and he's he's not abiding by the Sharia, and he's doing those which are haram, and he's living a whole different life. If Abu Dhar knew what was taking place with Salman, he would have killed him. And and so Al-Mufaddal is like, who? And then at that moment, uh, there walks in this man uh, into the room, and he stands behind Al-Mufaddal. And then Imam Sadiq asks Al-Mufaddal about that man. And he says, that's my brother, Abu Khattab. Right, yes. And then Imam Sadiq asks Abu Khattab to identify himself. And Abu Khattab reveals that in reality, he's Gabriel. Yes. SubhanAllah, this is a powerful hadith. <laughs> It is intense. And so Gabriel is accompanying the veil yes. in every day and age. And the prophets and the messengers, they accompany, and the angels, they accompany the veil in every day and age. And that's why you have that the hadith say that the Qa'im has with him on his right and on Gabriel his left, Michael. Gabriel and Michael. And Raphael as well. And Raphael from behind him. Right. And they have the prophets and the messengers that have returned. And you have Jesus in his time. And in, during the scene of the transfiguration of Christ, he has on his right and on his left, right. Moses and Elijah. Yeah. So those believers that become true unifiers and, and, and monotheists that recognize where the veil is and they only obey the veil. That's what it means to be a monotheist. Uh, is and a unifier, somebody who only, um, you know, worships God through one man. That is true monotheism, to not take religion from any other man, but only from one. 
La ilaha illallah means to there is only one God above and he's only behind one veil, one man, and that's the Adam of the time. It's recognition of God. It's, it's recognition yeah. uh, of God uh, through him. And so then uh, Abu al-Khattab, having identified himself uh, as Gabriel, you know, um, he uh, proceeds to uh, inform and reveal to uh, Al-Mufaddal ibn Umar as well as Imam al-Sadiq about how, uh, you know, that... Uh, uh, Gabriel goes forth in the lands and he rises to the heavens and comes down and he serves yeah. between the hands of the Imam and then Abu al-Khattab also after having reached this degree and recognizing the soul that was within him uh, began to uh, speak about you know all of the prophets and the messengers that he was with and he says i'm the companion of so and so and i'm the companion of so and so i was the companion of joseph in the well and i was the companion of of you know moses when when he did this and this prophet and that prophet and uh, so that is the hero's journey that's the journey of the believer uh, first he has to uh, search out and find where the voice is coming from and then his obedience has to be uh, perfected to such a degree that he reaches that level or that rank of prophethood and then after that uh, you know he can elevate to become one of the chieftains one of the disciples that never uh, apostate now when they reach the degree of prophethood or to the degree of being a chieftain that's when the imam can wipe over their heads and remind them and inform them of their names like adam informed the angels of their names uh when when god asked him to and informing them of their names means informing them of their incarnations right right, right. and so and so the imam will inform uh, Abu al-Khattab that he's Gabriel or inform, uh, you know, this person, uh, Mufaddal ibn Amr, that he's Jacob or inform uh, this individual that he is that. And then uh, little by little, they'll uh, regain their memories and, uh, and uh, continue to serve. And then the believer can even work harder than that and become uh, one of the people of the house. Uh, just like, um, you know, uh, Simon Peter also elevated out of the 12 disciples and ended up being the successor and the vice chair uh, of right. Jesus Christ, yes. right? He became a hajjah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same thing can happen uh, when you're at the level of the uh, chieftains. And then eventually the goal uh, for all those who reached uh, to the degree of being from the Ahl Bayt is to uh, become the veil themselves. And each person who is sent in every day and age, um, you know, serves as um as that so we'll stop at that point so as to not make the episode too long uh, but there's so much more uh, that we could say about this which we'll mention inshallah in uh, future episodes thank you so much for thank joining so me much, today mustafa and speaking to me about this topic and i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, inshallah we delivered it in a way that was clear and simple for um, you know, everybody to uh, understand. Inshallah. I mean, I hope uh, people get the idea and understand God never wanted them to be slaves. He put them here so that he can free them. They just need to find him and they will be freed. And he just wants... He just wants all goodness for Yes, them. he wants people to be free. But he places these, these chains on them uh, in order that they not go further astray. Right. And so he tells them, no, you have to, you have to do this, and you abstain from the alcohol. Because if you drink the alcohol and you don't even know the veil, you'll never know the veil. Right. Yeah. Uh, keep on praying and praying and remembering Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And actually, it's obligatory for you to pray because if you don't pray now, 
then you're going to go on a different path that's really right. far and you'll never recognize the it's veil of Allah. But once they recognize him. the veil, then right. all of this stuff is not necessary anymore. It's the you first know? step towards him. Exactly. It's those first um, uh, steps towards him. Yes, well, thank you so much. God bless you. Assalamu alaikum.